Good morning. Welcome to our daily podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, the senior pastor here at Trinity. Glad to have you join us. I'm going to read a passage here on this Wednesday from Ephesians 4, and then we're going to pray and spend just a little bit of time together trying to think through the import of these words from our brother St. Paul. But first, let's read. Paul says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gifts. Therefore, it is said, when he ascended on high, he made captivity itself a captive. He gave gifts to his people. The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ until all of us come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity to the measure of the full stature of Christ. We must no longer be children, tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knitted together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth in building itself up in love. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, I thank you for these rich and beautiful words from our brother Paul. I pray that you would help us to hear them today. And God, rather than to think about the function of professional Christians, of pastors, like me in the church. I pray that you would help each and every one of us think of our function as believers in the family of God. God, let this be for all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to say just a few things about this passage and really try to keep it, as I alluded to in my prayer, as simple as possible because, y'all, I think there's something here for each and every person who names the name of Jesus. Number one, I want to say this. All Christians, regardless of their denomination, certainly regardless of whether or not you work at a church, it makes no difference. All of us are part of one body. Paul actually uses the, the word one over and over and over again. He's really trying to make a point. And the point that he's trying to make is that if you're a Christian, you belong to other Christians, that we belong to one another. And he uses that imagery of a body. A body is uh, at one with itself. When a body becomes disen disenfranchised from itself, really bad things happen. And Paul bears this, presses this image, image out, I think, in really powerful ways. And I think what he's doing here at the beginning of Ephesians 4 is trying to get Christians to honor the fact that we're a part of one another, that we're connected to one another, even though we have very different functions. In the same way that an eyeball and a toe they have very different functions, and yet uh, if you stub your toe, your eyes will water um, because they are somehow integrated. And I think what Paul is trying to do, not only here in Ephesians, but really in lots of his work, 
is he's trying to help us recognize that we have to bear with one another intentionally. We have to actually strive for peace toward one another, that it takes a lot of work for people to get along. And this is one of the reasons why I think we as Christians in any age, but especially our modern age, need to be reminded again and again that we are part of one body, that we belong to one another, because it takes a lot of work to belong. And so Paul here is reinforcing that point over and over and over again. And what he's effectively asking us is this. Are you willing to do the work that's required to belong to other people? Now, if you're stuck in your house right now with uh, family members who are driving you crazy, or maybe you are uh, having to deal at work with people via Zoom who are not at their best, and um, we think, gosh, I just would rather not belong, then we know that this Uh, relating stuff doesn't come easy. It's really, really challenging. And Paul here, I think, is trying to get us to see it's worth the fight. It's worth the struggle. And uh, this challenge, I think, the struggle, the fight, it leads us to the next step here. Paul, in addition to saying we belong, I think the next thing Paul's trying to get us to see is that each and every one of us, all Christians who are open to hear it, have been given gifts from the Holy Spirit. And those gifts are not the same. They're actually quite diverse. There's a measure of Christ's gift, Paul says, that has been given to each one of us. God does not leave us to work out the business of unity in our own strength. Uh, Paul here is making it very clear that the Holy Spirit endows us with power, with tools that are meant to make us fit together. They're meant to reinforce our belonging to one another. And so you have to hear something here. Uh, Spiritual gifts, which are diverse, are actually meant to help us fit together in a more comprehensive way. And this is why I believe that every Christian must ask for and be aware of our own spiritual gifts. We need to ask the Holy Spirit for gifts and then be aware of how we're wired, how the Lord is actually gifting us. And so I would just ask you today, what do you bring to the family? Maybe it's your nuclear family, but certainly the family of God. What is it that God has gifted you with to bring to the conversation? What do you possess from God that's meant to help make a difference in the lives of people around us? I think when Paul speaks to us here of spiritual gifts, what he's trying to get us to see is that God has made available to us through the Holy Spirit gifting. And that gifting is meant to be asked for, received, and then we're meant to be thankful as we use our gifts. I believe that Paul also wants us not only to be aware of our own spiritual gifts, but to become aware of the spiritual gifts in people around us. Are you aware of how those you're associated with are wired? Are you aware of their spiritual gifts? Do you give thanks to them for their gifting, to the Lord for the gifting in the people around you? See, gifts are very diverse. That's the whole point. Paul's making it very clear here that we're not all gifted in the same way. If it were, life would be super boring. We we would all be an eyeball, able to see but unable to walk or uh, speak. We're meant to be different. We're meant to complement one another, but that creates challenges. See, our diversity only works when we value difference. See, diversity and complementary nature only works when we celebrate things that are not different or that are different from us while uh, refusing to diminish the gift that we bring. See, I'm meant to celebrate you and celebrate me at the same time when you and me don't do or function in the same way. And I think that this invitation speaks to some tendencies that we all probably struggle with. Some of us tend to celebrate those who are different from us, and then we kind of devalue our own strengths. 
while others tend to celebrate what's native to us while devaluing those who are different. See, I've got into trouble in both of those camps. Uh, Sometimes I just want to say everybody should be like me. And then there are other instances where I think, you know, everybody should be better at math than I am. (laughs) And the thing is, God wants us actually to celebrate our gifts and the gifts of people around us. And that leads us to the the last thing I want to leave you with. See, your belonging in the body and your being gifted differently from others is meant to grow everyone toward maturity. The use of our gifts is meant to move all of us toward maturity. So Paul is crystal clear here. Your spiritual gifts are meant not only to make you feel better or look better, that our gifts, when properly deployed, are meant to foster spiritual growth in the lives of people around us. And so I just want to ask you, do you, by simply being who you are in light of the gifts given to you by the Holy Spirit, do you make people better? See, I love how this passage ends. Paul says, but speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knitted together by every ligament with which it is equipped as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth and building itself up in love. Hear this. We grow as a family when each of us learns how to speak truth in love. Not just truth, not just love. The kind of self-awareness we need is this. Am I more of a truth speaker? You know, tell it like it is. Or am I more of a love speaker? Make people feel cared for. See, God is wanting us to all embrace a both and, which means each and every one of us, depending on how we're wired, is going to have a different growth edge or growth opportunity. But the fact is this. If we as the church or a nuclear family or a group of friends, I mean, this has so many levels of application. If we as community and in community are meant to grow, if we're going to grow up into maturity, we must learn, all of us, how to speak truth in love. Sometimes we got to say hard things while being for the other. Uh, Jordan Peterson, he's written a book called 12 Rules for Life, and I'm, I'm certainly not here uh, endorsing that book comprehensively. It is uh, provocative and thought-provoking, frankly, which I guess is what provocative people and things are supposed to do. Uh, in, one, in one of his rules, the 12 Rules for Life, he actually has a, a rule entitled, Don't Let Your Kids Do Things That Will Cause You to Dislike Them. I'm going to say it again. Don't let your kids do things that will cause you to dislike them. And the point that he's making, which I would suggest is maybe the, the 20 best pages on parenting I've ever come across, uh, from a guy who I'm not sure is Christian, but man, it's good. The point that he's making is this. Parents are meant to serve as a loving proxy for a very harsh world when it comes to our kids. We're meant to tell them while being for them and loving them about the things that they do that are annoying or going to be counterproductive in their life. Things that later a boss or a police officer will tell them with no love whatsoever. See, I think what Paul is getting at is that we're actually meant to be a loving proxy for the world. That Christians are meant to tell one another the good stuff and the hard stuff because we're actually for one another. See, if I can point out a blind spot in a friend or a family member while being utterly for them, or better, if they point that out to me and incur the risk of saying something hard and me being defensive, but then us working through it, and then I grow as a result of it, that's a whole lot better than what a, a boss or 
uh, a coworker or uh, someone who doesn't care about you will give you when you step out of line. And I think that's actually what Paul is getting at. Can we be the family of God and do for one another what we really need to be the kinds of people that God wants us to be? See, the ultimate sign, I think, of real spiritual growth in the family of God is that we all become more honest, more loving, more cohesive, more self-aware. And that's what Paul's getting at when he says the whole body joined and knitted together by every ligament with which it is equipped as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth and building itself up in love. Why don't we just do that? I think that might be the way forward. God bless you. Go in peace. Think about how you're being the body today, maybe to the people around you. Amen.